Live from the Bills famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar is the captain to my Tennille, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Ooh, yacht Rock, yeah. I thought that might get you going a little bit, Fred. Well, you know how I love my Yacht Rock. I do. I do indeed. Uh, <laughs> guys, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. I feel like I haven't seen y'all forever. Yeah, it's been a whole week. I know. I know. I mean, I kind of almost miss your face a little bit. Uh, gosh. Getting almost. I'm tired of staying up at 3 in the morning and watching women's soccer. I'm, I'm ready for football. Well, we, we really don't have to do that anymore, and we will get into that here shortly. Um, I wanted to, uh, right off the top, as always, uh, thank everybody that listens. Got a lot of uh, positive feedback off the show last week. Um, we are on social media at, on Twitter. Oh, nice, Fred on Twitter, on Facebook, just find us. It's easy. If you're a listener, uh, of our program every week, you know how to find us. Um, Fred has been, uh, this last week kind of, uh, previewing, I think a little bit of, uh, maybe some new artwork for the show. Yeah, yeah, I've been working on a uh, a uh, little artwork for the uh for for not necessarily merch, but uh um uh, just for a good you know, we got a couple logos there and something that we can throw out there so people can maybe check us out a little more and go, "Hey, what's that all about?" you know. Yep, and it's pretty cool. That'll be uh hopefully coming up as uh football season comes around. And one thing I was going to say you said it's been a week, and it has been a week, and one more week means we are one week closer to the start of football season, boys. Dude, what, what, what was it, like two weeks till week zero? Is that right? I think it is. Like, if there's a Thursday night game, I think two nights or two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, yeah, dude. There's so, the Halloween costumes are already coming out. Halloween costumes? At stores, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I was like, I didn't know if you just wore well, costumes when you watch football or not. I didn't like. <laughs> no. I don't know what your game plan uh, is. Well, this sometimes I dress up like the snake or Broadway Joe, but or a uh, big elephant or Joe Burrow. You dress up like Joe Burrow huh? well, a lot. I bring my big ga- LSU guy. Are you gasoline can? And- yeah, <laughs> corn dog now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Um. But uh, we do thank each and every one of you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. Um, There's also some potentially exciting news uh, regarding YouTube coming up that uh, I think we're going to be able to put the show on YouTube, another way for you guys to find us and to listen. But uh, that's enough of the business. As Fred was talking about, I wanted to start the show, just jump right in to the uh, disappointing finish for the United States women's team in the Women's World Cup. Um, yeah. That was Fred, not me. Uh, 
it was the actual game itself. That was a ball hitting the ceiling <laughs> of, the, of the arena. Yeah. The actual game itself, uh, the United States played well. Their defense played good enough to advance. Um, As they always do. If you didn't watch the game, it went into penalty kicks. And the winning goal was literally a goal by the closest margin I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that in a... In a... On, since they've had goal line technology. Right. I mean, it was... It was less. I mean, less what, than like, a millimeter. Yeah, right. Less than a millimeter. Um, but we'll go. I want to throw way back to one of our first episodes that we called "Requiem for a Penalty Kick," <laughs> where Fred talked about um, talked about his experiences uh, in PKs in a pressure situation. I mean, I'll be at not a World Cup situation, but it's pressure at that level. And as I was watching this penalty kick shootout, I couldn't help but think that this might be the worst performance I've ever seen from both squads. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the game after that. Right. I've never seen... People miss the whole goal. I think I counted seven. It may be more than that in both of those games where they literally miss the whole goal. I'm talking five, four feet in the air over the goal to the right. One shot went so far right, I thought it was going to hit the coaches. (laughs) I mean, uh, and that was a USA shot. Uh, I have no idea what they're aiming at i mean it's almost to the point where you just go in there you know who had the best uh the best kick for us our goalkeeper you're right and she just drummed it right down right. the middle yep. and you know straight what? down the middle if you know how if you're that if you're that skilled and you're at that level when you're kicking a penalty kick get rid of all the I got to place it here I got to place it there the goalkeeper knows where I went last time she's done her notes this, that, and the other. Just drive that damn ball into the net and see what happens if you're nervous. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Not to mention it comes back into play where you take players out that are nice and warmed up, some um, that uh, some players that uh, have a great record of that. When you take them out, Coach, you know when you're putting someone in, you need to know that that's going to po- that, that it's going to possibly get to that situation. Um, and and by that I mean who came out of the game who had at least five fantastic shots on goal. I really believe. Uh, help me out, Travis. I'm having a brain. Uh, um, aneurysm what's happening yeah uh who did rapino come in for it's driving me crazy she's our one of our highlighted players alex morgan alex morgan i'm having a da, da, da. alex morgan would have i'm gonna tell y'all right now on air um, alex morgan would have made her penalty shot uh you put in a rapino who hasn't really even been in hasn't been in the mix period 
in the World Cup. You bring her in. I think she was surprised that she was going in. Uh, I'm not saying Alex Morgan wasn't tired and beat up, but at that point, you got to keep her in. And, 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 dude, and then she kicks it. You know, she has a horrible trap right when she gets in with a chance to make a, a play up by the goal and then has a couple other bad plays. That's already in her head. And then she goes, what, second or third or whatever. It, it depends on, I think, uh, the order of who you have going. I think the young people should go uh, later. I think the captains and the people that have the best uh, track record should go first and get them on the board, and get everyone's uh, tension chilled out a little bit. Um, Dude, Sweden, for everything the USA did bad, Sweden was just as bad. I mean, they missed the goal just the same. Uh, The uh, United States had a chance to win it outright. and They had a chance to win it twice. Right. If not a third time. I think it was twice. Twice. And for them to, uh, you know, one, one, uh, she hit the post. Okay. Well, same difference. Just drive the damn ball. What tuna, what do you got to say about this? Man, I didn't. Well, you don't have to see it. Oh, okay. But what do you think when you're, you watch enough soccer and stuff? Oh, you want my soccer expertise. But but you know what I'm saying? What I want to get someone that doesn't, that, that doesn't play soccer, but you've watched Euro cup. You've watched enough. Uh, like just, I I just don't get it. Like uh, I have no idea, man. I feel like it's just a head game, and it's a guess on the goalie to go left or right to me. It's and, pretty and I'm simple. simplifying it, and but I feel like at that level of play, if you are playing for a national team, you should at least be able to hit a net. And I can understand like missing a corner a little bit or going barely over the top. But when you're like five, six feet over the, the top of the net, right? I feel like, I, I mean. What's yeah. so bad about letting the goalie save your shot? Right. That's what I'm saying. It, right. Like, like like golfers say, if you don't put it past the hole, it's never going to go in. Yep. Make them make a play. I mean, you have to put the ball on frame. You have right. to. You have to, dude. And and sometimes just drive, keeping your head down and driving that damn ball right down, in, down the middle and just crushing it. It may be the best thing to do, but to lose like that. And, and you know, I, I consider it somewhat of a choke. They're the number one team in the in the world. Uh, they have all kinds of assets at, at, at their uh, uh, on the team. And, you know, I thought it was a poor substitution uh, at, at a bad time. And, you know. It was horrible coaching. I mean, it was horrible coaching of pretty much the entire tournament. I, I mean, think that's that's yeah. easily said. And Nigeria versus England, the same situation. Uh, the goalkeeper for Nigeria had probably the one of the best games I've ever seen a goalkeeper have. Um, I mean, it, but well, I'll put it this way. The second best goalkeeping job that I saw was for Sweden. That girl was on fire, too. Yep. Okay. Uh, and maybe that had some intimidation to do with it, but uh, um, I, I just I couldn't believe shots that are just not even on goal in these penalties. As good as some of these girls are uh, during the games and so forth, I mean we could hammer it till 
uh, into the ground as much as we want. But uh, I was just shocked. Uh, and it was a poor loss, and it shouldn't have gotten to that, but it did. And it's unfortunate, I mean, that uh, United States' interest in this tournament has waned significantly, obviously, since uh, we don't have a particular rooting interest in t- in it, most of us. I do. I got four bets still alive. Well, and, and, and <laughs> why don't you tell us what your bets are that you have? Well, I, ha- I have uh, money on the Netherlands a long time ago, and then I put uh, money on uh, Colombia, Sweden, and Spain. You so, had a Germany bet, too, didn't and you? And I did have Germany, but they, are, they were ousted. Uh, I tell you what. All these teams left, obviously, are all good. I, I don't think Australia's playing that great. I don't think England's playing that great. Uh, Sweden, either, after that USA battle. Uh, I really, Japan, wow. I watched them this week, and they are really, really good. They always are. Uh, man, they are fun to watch, and France puts a, has tons of depth. Uh, and Colombia has... The best player in the world, in my opinion, right now. Um, and she is about, I don't know, 90 pounds, 4'9", four, four all 4'9", 90 pounds of her. <laughs> and she is spectacular. You have to watch her play. Uh, you can't miss her. She's the smallest girl out there. And uh, I think she's only 18. And, uh, man, she is just, she's like, uh, Messi and Neymar all wrapped in one. So, uh, we got some good, uh, we, we've got the setup coming. I see Spain. I see France coming out. <laughs> I see Colombia and Japan. Awesome. Um, and, and tuna, tuna I see London. I see France. <laughs> Tuna, what do you see? <laughs> well, t- Tuna would have loved the when the USA goalkeeper went up to kick. Yeah, the first person I thought it was of pretty was cool. Tuna. It was pretty like, cool. Like Tuna would have been. Wait a minute, what? What's our goalie doing, getting ready to kick? Yeah, I uh, and dude, she was, and then she just walked back to her goal. Like, yeah, I'm bad. I'm I missed bad. the the match because I had way too many beers that night and woke up in the back of my truck. So, um, I, I couldn't make the, well, the five to, o'clock you need start to watch time. The Colombian, her name's Quarco, uh, <laughs> Quarco. I'm sure I'll I be able to Google that name. with ease. Well, I'll spell it for you if you need it. You can't even say it. How are you going to spell it? Well, uh, I, call her, I call her Little Neymar, or Little Little uh, Little Neymar, okay. whatever. But she's bat. She does things that no one else is doing on the field, and she is fun to watch. Well, I'll give her a look. Yes, yes. So there you have it. Uh, it's still fun soccer. Don't get me wrong. Football on the pitch. And we'll get back into that uh, next week. We will uh, keep talking about this I as, as we been it. get closer towards the final. I do. Um, as we said earlier tonight, uh, each week we get one week closer to the start of football season. And last week we had uh, the first broadcast of an NFL game, the Hall of Fame game, Ooh. which we briefly discussed on last week's episode um i held true to myself and didn't i don't think i watched a second of it 
But as we were talking about it before we started recording tonight, Fred and Tuna were saying that uh, not only was it some pretty decent football, that the broadcast itself was very good. And so I really have nothing to add to this because I did not watch it at all. And so, Tuna, I'm going to throw it to you and tell me what you thought about uh, the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, man, like we, we joked about it last week and was like, oh, everybody gets excited for the Hall of Fame game. And after about two possessions, everybody's like, oh, well, this is, is what it is. And they turn it off and go on about their business. That was almost my plans to do that same thing. But I enjoyed the game so much. I watched every second of that game. I thought the coverage was incredible. But like right. you said, the co- the the um, uh, style of play, the um, level of play was good. I love seeing these young guys come up um, and, and make plays. Watching Cedric Tillman play, he yeah. had two uh, great catches in that yes. game. Yes, uh, The little rookie from Tennessee. Um Dorian Thompson Robinson played a majority of that second half, and he was a blast to watch. I mean, that was fun watching him get out there and play football. And he's going to be starting somewhere in the next two or three years, I think. Maybe. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see Deshaun Watson this year. I know a lot of people are counting him out, but I wouldn't be surprised he has a nice resurgence this year. Um, I'd like to count him out. I don't, I don't know if I can, but I'd like to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll separate the art from the artist on this one, but, uh, he, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's just too good of a football player just to no, not is. go. I mean, not be at that level anymore. He just missed like what a year and a half of play. So, but either way, um, it kind of got me pumped for preseason football, which going into this weekend, we have all the games. Every team plays this weekend. There's actually two games tomorrow night. Um, was it starts out with what the Patriots and um, the Broncos? Is that right? I think it is Patriots Broncos. Yes. And then uh, Saturday, NFL Network's going to be showing two games, uh, which is going to be interesting because they're going to be having two rookies play. Uh, Saturday, they're going to have um, Will Levis with the Tennessee Titans. They'll right. be playing the Bears. Right. So, everybody's going to get a look at Will Levis. And then following that one up at 4 o'clock is uh, Carolina will be playing the Jets. Ah. So, you'll get to see Bryce Young Bryce out Young. there. So, that's a good time. I don't know with me, guys. Like, I just love watching some of these young guys try to make the team and some of these rookies. And I, I really kind of enjoy preseason football. Um I usually don't start getting into it real big to like the third or fourth, or well, they don't do the four anymore. I guess the second or third games. Right. So usually those first games are just sloppy and, and a disaster. But I thought it was a clean game Thursday. Yeah, and, and like you said, all the the coverage, the interviews, like third quarter little interview with Aaron Rodgers. Da da da. They cut back to it. Uh, I mean, it and and interviewed a couple other people while the action's going on. It's kind of fun because everyone's. Just wants to catch up and hear what everybody's got to say uh, before the season starts, man. So uh, it, it is, uh, you know, you got to listen to the game, though. You can't be at your local pub watching yeah. the game. Then you're going, oh, what are they doing out here? Whatever. And one thing <laughs> like, that was kind of cool about it is you could watch that game and see some of the interviews and everything happen. And then last night, uh, Hard Knocks aired. So I was going to ask you, Tuna, um, how much do you think that Hard Knocks has, uh, what's the right word I'm like, has peaked interest in 
people watching these preseason games, not just for mm-hmm. wh- whatever team they're covering, but it kind of makes you think like, wow, that this is why these games exist is for, you know, maybe the third string receiver who's trying to make the team as a special teams player or something like that. I think any time that you get to see the players on a personal level, um, you almost build this like faux rapport with that person and you will pull for them or against them. Uh, there are some guys that you dislike when you watch Hard Knocks. And I'll go back and like my own personal experience, I remember the first season of Hard Knocks. Uh, it was the Baltimore Ravens, and this was uh, when Brian Billick was coaching them. They had just come off of a Super Bowl win. Jamal Lewis was their running back. Um, Ray Lewis was on that team. Ed Reed. And Tony Saragusa. Uh, I think the nation fell in love with Tony Saragusa after that first season of Hard Knocks. But, like, that introduced you to these guys. And I remember we didn't have – NFL Network didn't exist. It wasn't a thing back then. Right. So, any time that I could watch the Ravens preseason games on, like, replays or, or whatever, I would glue myself because I knew the guys from Hard Knocks. So, I would say that that's only grown over time. And you're getting more and more access now to these players just off of social media now. Now – did you watch the first episode that dropped last night? I did, and that's what I was going to say. Like they, they, it was the Browns and the Jets in that Hall of Fame game. So they did touch on that first, um, like the interviews with Rogers. There was a little bit of behind the scenes stuff going on there on that episode of Hard Knocks. But um, I, I think the biggest takeaway from Hard Knocks is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers like seems to fit in with the team great. Oh, yeah, um, like he sure. blended right in, and uh, he's he actually seems to be like a good mentor to Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's not being weird. Yeah, no, he's, he's just, just being a guy. Like, yeah, just a normal is. dude. Seems and like uh, it, yeah. it seems like a good teammate. Seems like he's back to liking the yeah. game again. And Robert Salah and looks like I mean he seems like the coolest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to play for a guy like that. Um, mm-hmm. He's fun. He jokes with the players. I mean, granted, you're not seeing everything with this and and right. so on. They but can um, come out and go there was a board, nice little, nice little segment about um, Sauce Gardner going back to Cincinnati and getting his degree because yeah. he promised his mom. You know, just little stories yeah, like that, yeah, that we was get, cool. and yeah. that's why I love Hard. How do you not like Sauce Gardner? That <laughs> guy, he's got personality well, oozing out of him. And they showed this today because, like, the Jets had the defensive rookie of the year last year and the offensive rookie of the year yes. last year and Garrett Wilson. Yes. So those two guys have been going against each other in practice every day and only getting better going against oh, each other. Yeah. And it shows, and they, they showed a little bit of that, like the battles that those guys have in, in and out of practice. And it, it, it's kind of neat. I think this season's kind of like we talked about two weeks ago, Travis, they're, you're not going to get into the coach's room when they cut players. This is going to be a change for that this year. I completely agree with it. It's a little bit more boring, but I do agree with it. Um, so you're not going to get the full access that you could, but you do get to see these players' personalities. You get to see a lot of inside the the locker room stuff that is fun. So, so. what you're telling me is that uh, you think the Jets are the heavy favorite oh. in the AFC. Oh, oh. oh. Um, no. <laughs> because Patrick Mahomes still exists. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. So it's AFC now. If the Jets were in the NFC, I would maybe lean that way. But okay, no, that the Jets are going to be a fun team, and the, there's a lot of young I, talent on that can team. Can I ask you a question? Do the Jets still have uh, the other receiver? Uh, what Elijah? Elijah Moore, Moore is with Cleveland oh, now. So he left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he is with Cleveland uh, now. They was, traded him away. 
Okay. Who's their number two? Um, Do you know off the top of your head? Is I'd, it Denzel Mims? I don't, I don't okay. know. Um, Mims. I, I was just curious if If they, you know the New York Jets' number two receiver off the top of your head right now, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to quit this podcast and uh, we're just we're going to uh, crown you the king of NFL knowledge of all well, time. I think everybody like you can name the Wesley number two Walker. receivers at most most places. Um, but receivers are so many of them now. I feel like you can name the the top three receivers at most uh, most franchises, especially if you play fantasy football, because right. you have to know these guys. Right, you have to know. Them. Well, I know them if they're on my team. Yeah. Otherwise, they're they're all you know dead to me. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, if they're on Freddie's team, they're dead to him while they're on his team. <laughs> Damn it, I don't like them. During, during football season, I get like probably five texts a, a minimum on Sundays with him cussing players out just to me for whatever at, reason. And that would be at what, 12 or at what? Wait a minute. No, The game started at 1, so 1.15. Yeah, so about 1.15. Um, when, like don't even ask Travis about it. <laughs> for years, Fred and I uh, – partnered together in a fantasy football league three-time champs and uh without fail and you you say 115 i mean that's 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 way over the time (laughs) it was about 104 that the first text would come in and say we're screwed (laughs) we lost we lost this week i'd go why did we lose this week Oh well, uh, our quarterback got sacked the first play of the game. <laughs> or uh, I strongly urge him not, not to Calvin draft Johnson the ball. Where's Ladanian Tomlinson at? <laughs> I urge him not to ever draft a Chiefs player, just because I feel like he holds me personally oh, responsible yeah, I do. for a Sammy Chiefs player Watkins. underperforming. Oh my gosh! So we can't have. Where's that Sammy anymore. at? We're slinging Sammy playing uh, wherever they got the best sick bay. Sammy That's Watkins where. is somewhere now. Yeah, he's honestly. in the he's in the doctor's or Did he office. just retire? Hell, I don't know. I, sh- I should know these things. <laughs> he might be re- re- right up there with Deshaun. Wouldn't that be great? He was at Green Bay last year. I don't think he's still there. He may have right. just retired. Yeah. So he still has a hamstring pull. Well, and uh, we obviously are going to be super football centric as we go forward on this show uh nfl and college and we can't wait for that but speaking of college football yeah bcs we started uh we were bcs (laughs) i know i just like it's 2005 all over again we uh we were talking again before we started recording tonight about this uh this conference realignment madness. And Ugh. Tuna, you were very prescient in saying last week that you thought that the Pac-12 might not exist. By Friday. By Friday. And you were pretty much exactly right. I think it made it to Saturday. Um, so. It did. <laughs> With the latest news, the Pac-12 obviously has imploded uh, teams are uh, scattered around the country now. Um, He's getting a Stanford Louisville tickets uh, to travel out to Stanford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
You know, so much of me <laughs> wanted Stanford to end up in the SEC somehow just to see Bama and Tennessee oh. fans in Berkeley. I just want to see the Cardinals versus the Cardinal. <laughs> Well, I hate all this. Well, there's more oh, to the story as of yes, today. We hate it. I hate all this. Um, I thought when the Big Ten added uh, USC and UCLA, oh, that's kind of cute. It'll be fun for to watch Indiana play out there every once in a while. Well, it's not cute anymore. I, it, it's gross. Um, what has happened in the Pac-12 is gross. It's earth-shattering. They might have to do another five parts of the Bill Walton documentary <laughs> just to get his just to get his reaction. Oh, poor oh Bill God. to poor the conference Bill. of champions oh, imploding head's right oh now. My God. Um, Tuna, I mean, what do you think? We were talking about what potentially could happen with the ACC. Yeah. Um. I think everybody pretty much that? knows my thoughts on conference realignment, and it's I'm, I'm same as you. It, it's sickening. I, I hate it. Traditions are thrown out the window. Everything's done. Um, regional, every, everything, it, it's trash. So there's been rumors that the ACC, and it's not rumors, the actual uh, ACC presidents and athletic directors uh, met to discuss, and they're, they are still meeting, uh, to discuss adding Cal and Stanford into the ACC. I'm not really sure what they bring, but the more that I thought about this, Travis, it makes sense. Um, and I listened to Brady Quinn kind of explain a little bit of it this morning. He says that ESPN, with the Pac-12 imploding, they lost their footprint in California. So with the mm-hmm. with the ACC having control, or with ESPN having control of the ACC that they are pushing Cal and Stanford into the ACC so they can develop that footprint back in California. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. So I can kind of understand that now. Um, Now, as of the last four hours, I guess, SMU um, has been mentioned. Their, I guess, president or an athletic director has come out and said that they will join the ACC and give up all their television money for um, 10 years, I believe, if they could be uh, members of wow. the ACC. And I'm not sure what they would bring to the table. Now, I know that Florida State and Clemson have been clamoring, saying the only way that they're going to be happy under this contract is if they get a larger percentage share than the other schools in the ACC because they are what drives the ACC. So... The rumor is SMU would give up any any money from the contract, and then that would be a split share going to Clemson and Florida State, which makes me want to vomit. Ugh. All right, it'd be one thing if Florida State carried their weight, but just being a brand name university is not going to do it for me. Like you were, what well, you are, what two years removed from being four and eight. I'm not. You get nothing. You get no extra money, and I. SMU just stay in Dallas. We do not want you unless you turn into Pony Excess again. Like I'm all for it. Then, like, just we we need those nine boosters to just throw all the money that they can into SMU and build that football program back up. They have great uniforms, and I, I may consider it. But right now, it's SMU brings nothing to the table. And just what twenty minutes ago, when I was driving over here, 
Tulane was mentioned. Uh, so I thought it was. I mean, funny. you got to be kidding me! I thought, no, I thought it was funny. The Washington State coach goes, "We're in a bad situation," <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "This is on the ticker. This is on the ticker on ESPN. Uh, this is a, we're in a bad situation. This whole thing's a mess. I, yeah, where you been?" Dude, yeah. It's, the it's, the problem with with Washington State, um, I've never been to Pullman, Washington. There are flags been and, and, everywhere, and I think part of that is like it's almost impossible to get to Pullman, Washington. Right. So, and there's no hotels in Pullman, Washington. Nobody wants to travel across the country and then go to Pullman, Washington. Um. So I'm not sure what they bring to the table. They're Mountain West. It's written all over them. Right. Oregon State, like I said, that's the team I feel bad for. Um they're I don't know. Is what it is, man. I think this is what we're just gonna have to accept. What I would all right. I think one way to cure this if This is you, what I wanna hear. If you go back to regional based conferences for every sport except for football. So you could have your ACC regional based you know, SEC regional base, Pac-12, bring it back as a basketball conference. Right. Okay? And you separate and make football its own entity. I, I got gotcha. you. You know, where football, they're, they're not in conferences anymore. They're, it's their own. They, they set their own schedules with these 60, 64 teams, 65, 68 teams, whatever it's going to be. Right. You know what I mean? Separate completely. And, and, and if you do that, then you don't have to abide by Title IX. Like the schools will t- abide yeah, by Title IX within you. that, but this will be something separate, and I think it could almost save college football because I think at the pace that we're going at now, you're going to start losing viewership of college football. Right. These networks are paying in- insane amounts of money to get these television rights, and all they're doing is is just limiting their fan base. They're screwing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a race. It's it's like Fox and ESPN and CBS are all just standing there and like pointing guns at each other, yeah. and, and I don't know. It's it's a mess, man. So hopefully some smart people figure it out and get involved. And I, I don't know, I don't know because we all love college football more than anything. I don't know about you guys, but it's my favorite. Well, of course, sport, it's so, my favorite sport. Um, I, and I hate to see this. All the traditions are gone. I mean, that's pretty much what started this show, you know, uh, our love for college football, not necessarily all sports, but as much talking as we do during a college football season and an NFL season is really what's brought us together here. Dude, I will argue with and, a wall during college football season. Yes. Yes. Like, it's, and uh, I think that's what we're going to slide into, isn't it, Travis, right now? Tuna, can I just say, uh, just right off the top, I, I can't wait for you to argue with me when uh, Indiana and Louisville clash at Lucas Oil Stadium in September. Well, I'm not sure what we're going to be arguing about. Like, well, what, what, you could be like, you're you guys should have scored 58 on us instead of 57. You're going to be really upset when Louisville's all-time record against Indiana goes to Owen three, mm-hmm. which well, I, I, I'm not sure there's another power five team that would be Owen three against Indiana. Travis's tailgate's going to be better I, than I, Tuna's. I, think, I know that. I think I would argue the fact that um, <laughs> that you guys are already trying to buy out of the next two games. Well, I I, I think we talked about that on an 
earlier show, I find that to be uh, chicken shit, ludicrous. Well, <laughs> I find it personally, from a selfish standpoint, uh-huh. it's devastating to me. I couldn't. I mean, I was so excited about, and I hope that it fails. To be honest with you, I hope that they force them to play. I think there's four teams Louisville should play every single season. It's Indiana, Kentucky, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. Put those four teams on the schedule every season. Yeah. You'll never do it, but. How about Memphis State? Well, they, just Memphis. bring a football program. I'll play them in basketball. Hey, Memphis has a good football program. Yeah. They're not bad. Yeah, dude. They're not bad. Have you ever been in that stadium? Well, no. No. We're never going to that stadium. I've been there like four years in a row when Louisville could only go to Liberty Bowls. And that place, I don't know how it's still standing. It's in like a a horror movie, like where like an abandoned amusement park was. Remember when Kentucky Kingdom was closed for like 20 years and it just sat there? Yeah. Like that's, it's called Liberty Land. And then there's just a stadium in this parking lot. I think they're not Texas San Antonio. If they start playing their games in the pyramid, the Bass Pro Shop pyramid, I'll start, I'll be be all for it. I think it might be on the uh, National Register of Historic Places because Indiana uh, beat South Carolina in the Liberty Bowl there one year. Wow. I, Suck it, Gamecocks. I think they went ahead and put it on there and said, nothing can ever happen to this building. This is a historic moment in time. Well, well, I, I think They need to tell that I, to Father Tom, because Father think, Tom's having his way with that building. I think the tuna uh, hit the nail on the head when he said he will argue – uh, with a wall, it, uh, with a wall over college football, and I think that really leads us into: Are we going to look at some conferences and make some predictions? I love that that was the second time you did transition, and you nailed the second one smooth as Thank can you. be. I <laughs> thought I did. That's why I'm not the I love it. moderator. I love it. But Travis, you got Travis thinking about that damn IU thing. He's, <laughs> he's like, uh, no. Nope. We were uh, talking about this uh, again before we started recording and just wanted to kind of get just a we're not going to get deep into uh, previews and stuff just yet, but an overview, perhaps of seeing who's going to play in the championship game, an early overview. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Fred be hitting on it. Fred, I would uh, we would be remiss. If I didn't throw it to you right off the bat and say, who is going to play in the SEC championship game this season? Would it shock you if I said Tennessee and LSU? Yes. Okay, good. I wanted to shock you. (laughs) It would have shocked me because it would have meant that you got the right answer. I would say that that is a possibility. Obviously, uh, the pretty pick is Bama and uh, Georgia, obviously. and uh, But I do really uh, like the way that uh, LSU's players are set up. I really love the quarterback for Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to make that mountain. I'm thinking they're going to have like a whatever. I'm not saying a sophomore slump, but because, but because they had such a great year last year and they had a couple lucky last second wins. um, 
I, I really do think that I personally think if, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say, and I know, look, look, you know me. Alabama has quarterback. We, we have no idea what our quarterback's going to be like or who it is. We have receiver issues here, there. Uh, I, I can't put my, my stamp on Georgia either, guys. Like, uh, they're, I know they're revamping and they've got, but they've got a new quarterback. They've got some new players. They lost a lot of defensive players. Um, I think I'm going to have to say a rematch of Bama versus LSU. Well, that can't happen. I mean, no, no, no. Wait a minute. No, no. <laughs> Alabama's going to beat. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Al- Alabama's going to beat LSU. Okay. And, tennis, uh, and, and Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. Okay. And, and I think Tennessee's going to finish out the season down there. And we're going to win our rematch versus LSU. Let, let me ask you. And I think that it might be, bam, believe it or not, the I think it might, and I think the Cats will give Tennessee a tough game, but I like Tennessee's schedule. I think we will win our rematch versus LSU, and it will be Bama versus Tennessee. When, when you look at Tennessee, like you said, Georgia's revamping, and, and I get that. Yeah, but they're still When, when you look at Tennessee and you lose Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, you know what, That that was your offense last year. Like where where are you? Why is everyone so high on Tennessee when they have new guys? Yeah, they've got a quarterback that I, everybody's seen in video I, throw I the ball outside the stadium. Good, I think the recruits have settled in. Uh-huh. I think they've got a little bit of depth, and I'd love the way their coach coaches their offense. <laughs> I, I, like, I just I like do, Heifel. man. I I really do, and I think that uh, they've got some momentum mm-hmm. going forward. And I love their schedule. I think. Kentucky has a better shot to win the East than Tennessee. Okay. I, I think Kentucky, oh I, I hate saying this, guys. No, you know how I feel a, about this. I said that that would this be a Kentucky game. team is probably the most talented that they've ever had. Yes. Um, Since when, Andre Woodson was I mean, there. I mean, the, the quarterback is definitely the most talented they've had, but the team, I feel like, is the most talented from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. This is the have, best receiving they core they have ever had in my lifetime right, at they UK. Have depth. And then you've got a great play caller that came back to, to UK, um, Liam Liam Cohen. Cohen, he was with the Rams. He was with Kentucky before, and and he's gone. But they can finally get underneath or out of that Will Levis shadow and move to a guy that can actually complete passes. With I mean Leary, Devin Leary is if you guys don't know, uh, he's the transfer from NC well, State. Of course, we yeah, know. he's good. Yeah, I was I talking mean, to our listeners in case they no, didn't know. Right, but um, he is good. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the monster arm. He's not going to go down and throw sixty yard rippers. But the guy's going to complete balls. And and what what is Liam Liam Combs' he's, offense? He's tough. Get speedy, too. short guys in space right. and let them move the ball. Right. Short, accurate, quick passes. Let them move, run the ball downfield. Kentucky has a lot of good receivers. And I'm telling you what, that tight end tight for UK, yes. Jordan Dingle, may be one of the most underrated players in the SEC. Right. I and agree. now. Georgia, they lost a lot. They are revamping, but you know that they have five-star after five-star after five-star chomping at the bit. I know. So, I'm going to have to say I'm going to put Georgia at one in the east, UK at two, Tennessee at three. And I, I 
I'd be lying to you if I said I knew a damn thing about Missouri this year. I don't know what they have there this year. I don't know what what's oh, going I was on. Just picking the, so, the, the championship. Uh, yeah, game. okay, You're I'm with going you. Down the list. Okay. I got you. And in South Carolina, I would even almost put them above Tennessee. So though for the shot to win the East, I think Bama and LSU. That's a two horse race in the, right, in the West. Right. Like, I, and I'm gonna personally go with LSU. Um, on this one, and Bama's got that tough game after L- or against Kentucky late in the season, man. That, Don't they play Kentucky UK. right after what's they have they, a, they have a uh, we have, we have a break be- oh. before LSU, before LSU. Okay, and they have the same break we have. I got you. It all it's normally like that. Okay, now wait a minute. When you say we and they and who, I'm I mean, saying we. Damn it. No, but but I'm saying is we Alabama or is we UK? We is Alabama. Oh, so they is UK for that game. Yeah. Okay. I hate that game. Okay. I just I, I just I, I just really wanted do. I just it wanted only, to verify. Only happens once in a, in I just a, wanted a, to verify. It only so happens once every five years. Just a recap here. You have what Tennessee and Bama? I do for a second cigar game. Yes. And I am going Georgia and LSU. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like yours. So, where do you want to go next? Let's go to Travis's Travis. well, Big wait, wait. Ten. Who's Travis got? Oh, my bad. I went right past yeah. you, Travis. Travis, we want to know who you got. In the SEC? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Vanderbilt and <laughs> uh, whoever they might play in the other division. Arkansas. Go Hogs. Yep. Blue Pig. There we go. Vanderbilt and Arkansas. That's my pick. <laughs> the Big uh, Ten, and it's always now, it's it's worth noting real quick. SEC, it's the last year for uh, East and West right. divisions. Next year will be all one, so the two best teams will play in the SEC and conference. Thank God, yeah. and they're going to do the same thing in the Big Ten, uh, which is awesome for an Indiana fan, just because from the from the standpoint as we discussed earlier. I mean, there's been years where Indiana has had to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, or teams like that back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, that's unfair. And, you know, a team like Purdue could play Minnesota. You can just say the Big Ten. Illinois. Yeah. You know, all these teams. So, I can't wait for that to happen, but. Uh, this is the last year of the uh, divisions in the Big Ten. Uh, Tuna, who do you like uh, to compete? I assume the games at Lucas Oil Stadium again. Yeah, I uh, the East is. I think. I mean, you obviously limit it to Michigan and Michigan State. Penn State. Some people are high on. I'm not buying into it. Uh, they didn't show me that they had any sort of offense last year that could compete with Michigan or Ohio State. So I'm throwing them out. Um, I feel like this is the year that Ryan Day beats Michigan, uh, gets over the hump. Uh, you know, they're just way too talented at wide receiver. And I don't know. Uh, I, this is the year I'm going to go Ohio State to win the East. And the West, buddy, you could throw a dart at any one of these damn teams. I know. And, Isn't uh, it crazy? That's how you ended up with Purdue in the championship right. last year. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say um, Iowa. They're just going to oh, make teams Lord. fall asleep. Um, and um, 
I guess and part of why I'm going with on? Iowa, bet on they just uh, revealed that they have a new prop that they're going to use for their football games. Um, it's called G G Wiener Schlinger. It's um, <laughs> what? Yes, it's a uh, giant hot dog shaped cannon that oh. shoots hot dogs into the crowd. So this sounds amazing. And uh, I thought that was the name of the new German restaurant down there across from Je- uh, Freddy's house. Yeah, that's Freddy's nickname every now and then. <laughs> the Wiener Schlinger? <laughs> the Wiener Schlinger. <laughs> the Schlinger. Winger, Wiener Schlinger. Yeah. Damn it. I've. I, I wish you would have uh, uh, not said that. I could have saved that <laughs> for an intro next week. It's true. Damn. The Wiener Schlinger. <laughs> we'll the break fabulous it out like a one. month from now. Nobody will even remember. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of the, the tailgate. I mean, you know. The Hoosier Boozer what kind of tailgate you going to We got to get the Hoosier Boozer Cruiser together and the Wiener, <laughs> Wiener Schlinger. Fred, uh, talk to me about the uh, – about who you like in the Big Ten. Penn State versus Iowa. I like Penn State, too. Penn State is my team. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's an under game right there if I've ever seen one. Right. So, look for that. And um, you know me. I mean, God, Iowa. Uh, for the sake, sake of the nation, I hope that you guys are awful. wrong. I mean, that side over there, thank God it is gone because it's, it's so awful. bad. It's just they bad. Had, they had to break that up. I mean, I'm with you. Ohio State is the beautiful, is the pick. I think Michigan's going to have a down year this year. I don't think that they are what they were last year. And, you know, I didn't like them last year, and they proved me wrong. Right. But this year, I definitely think that it is Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But I am so high on Penn State this year. And I won, you know how I was on them last year and won uh, probably seven or eight games on them. Uh, and not that it's about betting and, and things of that nature, but I. I oh, I, but it is. I, yeah, it oh, is. but it is. But I do think Penn State is going to pull that up. Where is that game? Or uh, Penn State. What's against. Their, against what's, what's their toughest game? Uh, I would say schedule. Ohio State and Michigan. Where? The, no, where is it? I'm pulling up the schedule right now. And That's a big thing right there. They have Michigan at home, and they are at Ohio State. Okay, yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be the other way. But, uh, okay. So. Travis, what about you? What's well, your pick? I already said that uh, I like Penn State. And it's only, I mean, really – I wish I could say it was because I'd really crunched the numbers and figured out, but I just despise Ohio State, and I don't really care for Michigan, and I like James Franklin a whole bunch. So I'm taking Penn State, and honestly, out of the West, I'm going to take Purdue. I think Jeff Brom left Purdue in a really good spot. Because he's a great person. I think they are going to be very and and I think they did a really really smart thing after Brom had you know focused on offense and brought in this offensive juggernaut which they could be from time to time and they've decided to go defensive strong and I think Purdue's going to be better than a lot of people think and I hate to say that I mean, if you look around where we're recording this right now, 
this is almost a uh, a a pantheon, a dedication to hatred of Purdue. But I think they're going to be pretty good this year, and I like Purdue to come out of the West. I like them to probably get their brains beat out in the championship game again. But I like it to be Penn State and Purdue. Yeah, when I think about Lafayette, I think about defense. That 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 city and that town just makes me think of defensive football, and I don't know why because there's nothing. Well, it makes me defensive for like somebody would try to force me to move there, and yeah. I go, "No way! I'm gonna put up every defensive thing I have." Yeah, like I'd try to tackle anybody that <laughs> wanted to keep me there. Um, it, it's a bad, bad place. Um, so no one's going with Nebraska or Shiano or no. Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. No, I think now. Oh wait a minute! Not I his first year. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I forget I, about Wisconsin? I do think that, was, that badges. Wisconsin is going to be very good very soon, but just not this year. Wait They'll be minute. good. Can I say something? Are they in that? I don't know the Big Ten alignment. Or are they in? Are they opposite? Yeah, I'll, I'll read the West teams to you real quick. Uh, it's Illinois. Iowa, Minnesota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Mich- Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Okay, I, I can I change mine? I guess. All if right. you want to. I, I'm going Penn State, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. I figured. I see. I thought you was a you was a Luke Fickle guy. Well, I I, yeah. I think Wisconsin's going to be uh, a very improved. I think this not year. this they have year. A great running back still. Who, they always have a great run. There hasn't yeah, been a year that was yeah, it's always. This is Braylon Edwards. I mean, or not Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Bray, what's his name? Uh, Braylon. Uh, I mean, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate yeah. last year and the year before for sure. I mean, a big time runner. So that's our official picks for the Big Ten. I'm going to move to the Pac-12, the final year. Of the Pac-12. Oh, R.I.P. Pac-12. And I already know, I don't even know who they're going to play. I don't care who they're going to play. I'm going to tell you who's going to win the Pac-12 championship this year. And it is my Washington Huskies. Yes. Mike Penix is not only going to win that league, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. What say you, Tuna? Wow. Um, I will... Agree with you that Washington will be in the uh, Pac-12 championship game, uh, yeah. but the winner is the Oregon State Beavers, giving a big salute to every team leaving them. Wow! By closing it out, DJ Ungalele has a new oh home. Oh my God! He has a new home. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he's a it's beaver now. Seller. The seller. He's a beaver now. Get your chainsaws ready, boys. Get ready. It's on. The beavers are winning the Pac-12. Okay. And then they're going to be in the Mountain West next year. <laughs> Fred, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, obviously uh, USC defense has is rather atrocious and guess what shocker uh the coach their coach always has a bad defense i don't care who he tries to get it never seems to work out he gets great recruits 
but the defense is going to be the problem for USC. As you know, we are all on the Washington Husky bandwagon, so I've got them in the championship game as well. They should have won the thing last year. Let's be honest. I just, I really want to put, yeah, I'm going with them in USC. Okay. I'm, a, I'm going with them in USC. I'm a little surprised Oregon, we all stayed or, away from Oregon's Utah. I think going to, and Utah are both going to be good. Cam Rising is a, one of the best, I know, funnest I college know, quarterbacks I know. to watch. And I think, and I think that. Uh, uh, he really is. And yeah. I, I honestly, like, I mean. Like, Oregon's I mean, going to have a pretty good team, too. Mm-hmm. I was joking around about my, I mean, I love Washington's team. They just team. got Akili Smith's son. Right. But I do like that Utah team. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be tough. Absolutely. They're going to be really tough. So, I'm going USC and Washington. You're going Oregon State. Get the chainsaws ready. Jackal and all Travis, night. you're going just Washington. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael uh, Penix versus everybody. I think you need to get a jersey. I, I, you've already got a T-shirt. I think you I need do to have find a, a jersey. I do have a T-shirt. Um, Let's go to the Big Twelve, boys. Yeah, Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Uh, a very well respected. Freddie, start us off with the Big a Twelve. A very well respected. Now keep conference. in mind this year. Yeah, this year there are some new additions. Right. So I'll read the new additions to okay. you. The BYU Cougars, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the Houston Cougars, and the Central Florida Knights. Mm-hmm. No divisions, wide open. No, oh, no, 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 I'm with you. Now you have Texas and Oklahoma in it still. Yeah, well, I know, I know. And and my, and Brent Vegetables is not <laughs> getting me excited whatsoever. <laughs> But I, I do believe that I'm going I'm gonna have to put Sark in there on on one side this year. Uh Texas, uh they have, you know, worthy at receiver. They've got another great receiver. They've got the one of the best linebackers in the country, one of the best corners in the country. Uh, is is uh, Arch Manning going to be their starting quarterback no, this year? No, 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 no. He no, said their no. starting um, quarterback. What's the kid with the mullet um, down there? Oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, threw all over. He's one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, he's one of, like, he's the, the most highest-rated well, college recruit. Uh, I just asked him that because yeah. I, I was reading a thing on Twitter today where some uh, Texas fans were already saying that Arch Manning was going to be a bust. Okay. Uh, I've been hearing a wow. lot of stuff about him that his, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's too early to judge a kid. Well, of course but, it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to tell with him because he played at such a low level of high school football. So you never really know what you're going to get. And like right. how much hype did he get because his last name's Manning? Well, of course. And that Quinn Ewers is the starter quarterback down there. Yes. Um, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Quinn Ewers. Yes. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to say he's going to be a bust, and who cares? He's going to be rich. Regardless. Do you need, <laughs> my, do, do you need <laughs> my second? I know team. he can't hold on to a student ID. He's like he's lost it like four times. People just find it and take shots and put it on the. Do you need my second team? Dude? Yeah, I guess yes, we do. Please. Because they're going to win the Big Twelve. Okay. 
one of my favorite up-and-coming coaches. Folks, this guy is legit. The team is is moving up the ladder. Texas Tech. I agree. I like Texas that. Tech is going to win the Big 12. Wow. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Over, I would love it Texas. if they did. Yeah, I really that's fun with that. I um I like that pick. I'm going to go with uh Texas and Kansas State here. Okay. Um so, K-State's, yeah, yeah K-State. I, I feel like I'm on K-State. That's yeah. my team. Okay, there you go. So, we're uh, we're all locked in. So, do we all have Texas across the board making it? Yeah. And then, and then we, all, we all have different it, champs? Right. Yep. Well, no, you all have the same champs. You yeah, all we both do. have Kansas no, State. No, I'm actually saying that Texas is going to win. Oh, okay. But I have I Cam- playing I have Kansas State. State beating Texas. Okay. I have the, right, and I have the Red Raiders beating them. All right. I love that. I, I think the Big 12 is going to be a fun conference to watch this year. Uh, they're going to lose a lot next year when Texas and Oklahoma leave. Yeah, I know. Still, it's, it's kind of that just terrible. Sucks. So and, and Kansas, is, Kansas still has a pretty good team. They have a good coach uh, that I'm surprised right, nobody another, picked off. Well, I, don't know. I looked at – hey, I, you know who we didn't talk about in the SEC? There's a – Tell you what, watch out for Texas A&M this year. I thought you were going to say Auburn no, and look Texas out for uh, – Speaking of Auburn, <laughs> I wanted to – Texas A&M can do some damage. No, they can't. The Jimbo Fisher's this done. Year. He's done. It's over with well, for you them. You know how I can't stand them, but – Yeah, but that's that's not a thing. Him and Bobby Petrino are going to strangle each other by week three. <laughs> like, there's no like world where that works out. I, I can't believe that's I think that's, that's probably true. I not Baylor either. Yeah, well, well, they lost, like, the biggest key component that they could have. Right. He is now a Louisville resident now. So, uh, but <laughs> going to uh, – speaking of Auburn real quick. Johnny Fire. I want to throw it back to Auburn. Johnny they are um, getting an old tradition back this year. I saw Tumor's that. Corner will I be open that. back up oh, yeah. to where they can – oh, well, you got we got something to paper. say, Harvey Updike? So they can throw toilet paper up there now? Yes, well, it's, it's a tradition, and it means a lot. It does mean a lot. <laughs> and and I'm happy for him. I really am. I'm happy for him. We spent uh, $2 million trying to get that place set back up. So We? Yeah. Well, not we, but yeah. Did Nick Saban spend it out of his pocket? I, I think he put a hefty check in. Well, I know he yeah. just bought like a $9 million house like right there in Jupiter Beach, Florida, next to Tiger Woods. I saw that. So, um, all right, moving on to. They're going to go potty. <laughs> the ever-evolving Atlantic Coast Conference. Right. Oh, the ever-evolving. No divisions this year for the ACC. No, no. Uh Gosh, man, get your pizza ready. <laughs> Who's picking first? Travis, your turn. Okay, I'll pick first. I've got North Carolina State. Mm, Love wow. Dave Doreen, yeah. man. Love Dave Doreen. I've got oh. North Carolina State, and I've got Clemson in the championship game. And I've got NC State winning the league. Whoa. Okay. Let's go. Wolfpack. Man, okay. he will love – Coach out there will love that. That's who I – I and, love and coach. They play I some punch-in-the-mouth defense. Man. And Damn right they do. I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in the ACC, but I did read a, uh, a couple of articles today uh, as it relates to Louisville, like breaking down their opponents and things. Mm-hmm. And I went on a, a, a relatively deep dive of – 
NC State. And, man, I I just really like their team. I think they're going to be great this year. Yeah. And uh, he's been doing nothing but just building physicality since he got there. Yeah. And it's just year in and year out, they get more depth, more size. And as you were saying earlier, uh, Tuna, uh, when we were talking pre-taping the show, they have a unique home field advantage. Uh, This is a toughie. And it is. This is a toughie. I just think I think they're going to be very good this year, whether they win or not. And we're just making kind of crazy predictions, but but I like NC State to I win like the that. league. Okay, I like that. Um, Freddie, man, I tell you what, gosh, you know I do have a bet, and I do have a bet that has uh, Louisville to win the national championship for one hundred thirty thousand. Okay, or uh, when we will be going to Bermuda or somewhere, if that happens. But I gotta tell you, man, I don't want to get boring with you. But I really, you know, I, I I respect North Carolina. I know they've got Luke May. I know uh, Mac is over there, and and uh, is 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 our boy still the defensive coordinator over there from our boy uh, Mean Gene or uh, uh, Mean Chizik? Gene Chizik? Oh, because <laughs> I love Gene Chizik. Me some yeah. Gene Chizik, dude. Yeah. Speaking of an Auburn, I love Gene Chizik. He's one of the greatest guys on on uh, television when he's when he's doing television. But is he still the defensive coordinator? Yeah. Well, their defense is not that great. Sorry, Gene. I love you to death. But uh, I think I'm going to go with Florida State. I think they really are for real. I really do. And I know all y'all are like, it's it's like the I mean I don't think that's the sexy pick at all because I think a lot of people look they don't play Louisville and I think Louisville's a team that can beat Florida State and I I think their schedule works out for them I'm gonna take Florida State and little old Clemson see I think Jordan Travis is the most overrated player in college football um, I'm not I've never really seen him do anything spectacular okay. I don't know why well, he took him to a bowl game and they won yeah. So did a lot of other quarterbacks. Okay. Well, but like, not that like, many. Like, this no, guy's not, not going to, like, just lead this program. He was a turd when he was at Louisville, and he's even worse now. Um, yeah, that sounds <laughs> personal. Yeah. I think it's personal. He's a bum. He's a bum. There you go. Admit it's personal. All right. Clemson is obviously going to be in there because there is a talent gap between Clemson and the rest of the field. Doesn't it pain us to pick little old Clemson? Now – this is a homer pick, and I'm going to say Louisville's going to be in it. And this is the reason why. Not because we are the second-best team in the conference, but because we have the easiest path Schedule. to yeah. get to it. Here are we, the conference teams this. that we play. Georgia Tech, Boston College, NC State, tough game. which is the tough one, Pittsburgh, Duke. Tough game. Wait. At Pitt, tough game. No Pitt. Yeah, it is at Pitt. That's not as going to be as, not, not as tough by as, the way, as what we you didn't mention Pitt. Duke is a tougher game, in my opinion, than Pitt. Uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and then at Miami. Well, none of us have said Miami. No, there's a reason for that. Miami's supposed to have a good team this year. They have been supposed to have a good team 
See, this is what happened. I know. I agree with you. They I scared everybody in the in the in the nineties and in the early two thousands, and then, or I'm sorry, the eighties and the early two thousands, and then ESPN made a documentary series, and that's just stuck in everybody's brain where they're just have the subconscious mentality that Miami is supposed to be good every year in football, no. and all they do is crap their pants. They have started out ranked in the top 25 every year in the past 10 years and have not finished ranked in the top 25. True, true. I mean, I know the team that dropped them off the map uh, in 1992, but uh, and, and uh, they haven't. They God, haven't, talk about hanging on to they, the past. They brother. haven't gotten their head. Drink. Above, uh, drink I don't know who knocked you all off the map in 91. They haven't gotten off the. What well, happened? That, that was a game. That was just a bowl game. <laughs> I mean, we won the national championship the next year. Yeah. Drink. And yes, we did beat Gino Toretta, and after that, they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and it took them 12 years, 15, to get even back to where Butch, whatever, was their coach, and they still stuck, and you're right. Butch they Davis and Butch Larry Davis. Coker. And Coker finally got them yep. up there. And now, and then Ohio State, you know, da da da. Then they've been down. I can't believe that struggling. team. I still can't believe that team lost to Craig Krenzel. I can't either. But that was <laughs> one hell of a game. Uh, but dude, no. Now we haven't met. I'll tell you some other good teams, respectable in the ACC though. Pitt, uh, Narduzzi is a great coach, great defense. They have some good uh, players. Pitt is a always a tough game. I'm telling you, it is and it will be. Um, I also think that, uh, well, NC State, now you've already hit on that. Um, what's the, uh, uh, well, Miami is really the only other team that they're really pushing to be in the top 25. I, <coughs> excuse, Duke could make a push. Excuse me. Oh, God. You and Krzyzewski. <laughs> Let me explain. He doesn't something. coach the football I know team. he doesn't, but dude. Come on. All right. well, you and I are going to make a personal bet on Duke. I'm not I'm not betting and being forced to pull for Duke. No, That's the just record not, in the ACC. I don't care. I'm not being put in that We're position. Gonna bet, you and I are going to have a side bet on their over and under. Nope. Well, I, I'm saying. We'll just have bragging rights. I'm saying they're going to be 500 or worse. <clears throat> oh, well, that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so. No, okay. Duke's going bowling, buddy. Oh, six and six? Okay, <laughs> that's a loss. Okay. Well, now they win their uh, bowl who, game. What other – are we missing another a cool conference? Like, no, I mean, we've been through the Power Five. Do you guys want to go through the MAC? No, I mean – No, I don't think <laughs> so. I think we did our damage, and, and uh, there might – I don't know what, they're, what we really have uh, – uh, And I'm going to take the Akron Zips versus the Northern Illinois Huskies. Well, I know I'm taking University of Texas at San Antonio. That is one of my all-time favorite teams. <laughs> And here's the thing. I mean, as we get closer to uh, football season, we will just keep pushing it and pushing it. Uh, we obviously, that's our favorite thing to talk about. Um, we hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed. Oh, I did want to say this. Um, one thing that we've kind of gotten away from since we started the show was uh, the gambling piece. 
Well, that's because we don't really gamble on a lot of stuff except for football. And uh, speak for yourself, Andre. Oh my god! And we're we're definitely going to be pushing that again, and we're going to try to have some contests uh, this coming season where maybe the listeners can uh, can compete with us and obviously uh, beat me. I mean, I don't know about these other guys, but. I did want to send it around the horn quickly. If there's anything else that you guys uh, wanted to bring up, whether it be a TV show, uh, something sports-wise, or whatever, tuna. Yeah, the next two weeks to uh, fill time before football season actually does kick off, uh, we do have the Little League World Series, which is a great sporting event. Yeah, we've got uh, it on down here right Tim now. Is yep. betting on it right now. <laughs> North California. <laughs> I got the kid from East Texas in my pocket. <laughs> no, you're right. It is on now. No, it's a it's fun great. event. And what I like about it this year, you're seeing more emotion from the kids. They're letting them celebrate more. Like, they're hitting triples and then sitting down on, like, third base and celebrate. I don't know. I kind of dig it. it they're, they're replicating uh, their uh, – Oh, get off your high horse, dude. Let the kids have fun. Oh, my – you're a – how can you hate all this conference realignment? Doesn't Ellie De La Cruz like dance every time on, he gets on base? All his chains just shake around. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> if you if you make a good play in baseball, you should be able to celebrate it. I like that the kids are doing it. As long Fred. As don't start battling and throwing up and up and in, you know, on the next pitch. <laughs> little chin music ain't yeah, going to yeah. hurt nobody. Fred, uh, let us know. Well, um, uh, Tuna lost this week uh, in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up, and I forgot. I just wanted to bring up that not only did Tuna lose, uh, I lost again. Uh, uh, White Abario was lucky enough to uh, be on some drug uh, with a new trainer in order. Uh, that's. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Somehow won by 10 links around the turn and looked like flight line. Uh, and <laughs> beat and left Zandon standing in the dirt. Uh, and Cody's wish did not get uh, his elusive victory that we were really pulling for him. Uh, Zandon was there. Avario passed him like a wet sock. And uh, not quite sure really how that all happened, but if you had money on him, he went off at 10 to 1. Uh, we have the Travers, August 26th, $1.25 million race, the final uh, major prep before Breeders' Cup, and that is at Saratoga. Uh, horses like Mage, Archangelo uh, will be in that race. Um also, I wanted to say that I saw while we were all sitting here that there was a no-hitter tonight. Yeah, uh, Michael Lorenzen. Mike Lorenzen threw a no-hitter. Former Red. Uh, 16th in Philly's <laughs> history, which is cool. Maybe 14th. Uh, but anyways, watch your World Cup. Uh, watch El Kiako. And, uh, I don't know. Is that a for movie? For Columbia. Oh. Yes, watch oh, her Oh, that's that, that her name. Yeah. Man, that dude, that's all I got, man. Awesome. Uh, I know that uh, these next few weeks uh, we will be ramping up uh, higher and higher towards. Oh, oh 
Uh, no, wait. Freddie has one more thing he wants to talk I about. There is a major, major award tournament going on this weekend. Okay. Okay. It is the FWVA. Oh, yes. Uh, pool tournament at uh at one of our good friends residents uh for those that don't understand what FWVA means it's a water volleyball tournament at a uh, good friend of the show uh Jimmy and Emily's house uh we've been doing it for several years several i, I am think over 10 i am a uh two-time champion i've lost three times in the final we'll um, talk about that but keep going it's, it's <laughs> the the fwva folks stands for federal water volleyball association so right it a and it's it's super cool tournament. always uh very fun and it seems funny to talk about but uh but there is a legitimate draw to get in yeah and, and uh about 30 or 30 we play days. pretty much every weekend all summer long just for fun and then the, that last well, weekend we for fun but it gets serious. but but that last weekend the tournament happens, and, uh, yes. and, and this coming weekend is the tournament. The trophies are way better than the XFLs. Trust me. <laughs> you want to the get that trophy. XFL if I win, conference championship trophies. If I'm lucky enough to win, I will shed a tear. I'm amazing. telling you that I will cry if I get my first win. Well, I won't do that, but I will uh, put uh, pictures of my two trophies <laughs> on Facebook. And uh all right, there you go. And uh we always want to thank all of our listeners each and every week. Uh if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend, look us up on social media for the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long everybody.